cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence, and it's not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, please follow us on Instagram at Cult Podcast or Twitter at Cult Podcast Show for show updates. And please rate and review the show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Thank you for tuning in to Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Marie Bella. And today we are covering the Westboro Baptist Church. I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> I had to stifle a scream. No, it's all right. Uh, so as I told Marie just a couple minutes ago, I've actually been reading about this for about two months where I kind of stumbled across it while I was looking at another cult and then had to like actively pull myself away from it Yeah. so that I could finish that other cult. Yeah. Um, so uh, the info we've got is, I mean, aside from the effing news, <laughs> in, I'm glad that now you've decided to say effing. I'm pulling, I'm pulling an R counting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the fucking news. Okay, so it's on the news. Uh, it's also, uh, I pulled their website. I have also pulled, there's a couple documentaries about them, which are mostly on YouTube. So feel free to go watch them. Uh, there's one that's called America's Most Hated Family, <laughs> and then there's a follow-up to it called... I fear that that's going to be the title of something someone makes about my family one day. Oh, uh, no. My child that will be a demon. Doubtful. I mean, and it's kind of interesting because in a way, they encourage that. We'll kind of see it as we go through. No. So, uh, there's America's Most Hated Family, and then America's Most Hated Family in Crisis, which is the second one. Oh. So, there's there's two... Um, they started out as just a regular old Baptist church. So okay. they're currently, they're technically an independent Baptist church. They're not recognized by the National Association of Baptist Churches. So basically, the regular Baptist churches are like, oh, hell no. They are based out of Topeka, Kansas. Okay. Fun times. Um, they're known for allegations of hate. So they've been considered a hate group. They're technically monitored as a hate group by the Anti-Defamation League as well as the Southern Property Law Center. Once they call you that, Dude, you're, you're done. You're official. We'll yeah. get to somebody else uh, insulted them down later, and that was my favorite thing that I found. Oh, I'm excited. And it was one of those things where I was like, man, if that person is telling you that you're fucking up, you're yeah. really fucking up. Yeah. So the church originated as a branch of the Eastside Baptist Church. It was a normal church originally. It started in 1931. Um, and they were pretty normal up until 1954 when Eastside Baptist Church hired Fred Phelps, Fred Phelps Sr., okay. as an associate pastor and then promoted him to pastor of their new church plant, Westboro Baptist, which opened in 1955. Now, if you didn't grow up in, I guess, regular old boring Protestant churches, you might not know what a church plant is. So church plants, for those of you who didn't grow up with it, is when a church gets either too big or they see an area nearby that doesn't have a church or doesn't have a church like them. And they essentially take people from one church to start a new church. It's kind of like in sci-fi movies when people colonize a new planet. It's like that. Just 
with Gina. Just religiously. Yeah. <laughs> little little heavenly. Yeah. For you. Yeah. You know. So soon after that new church was established, uh, Fred Phelps broke ties with the Eastside Baptist Church. So basically, I think he just wanted his own yeah. business, basically. So gradually over the years, as Fred Phelps's doctrine became more and more incendiary and singularly focused, members began to leave the church, leaving only a handful of congregants and Phelps' immediately immediate family behind. So 90% of the people in this cult are Fred Phelps' family. Not, oh not 100%. So a lot of people think it's just one family. There are non-Phelps family members in there. There are people that have joined recently. That's the crazy thing. That's the weirdest part. There's one girl, we'll, we'll talk about her if we go a little bit later on, where her parents, her father specifically, discovered the Westboro Baptist Church online through the, essentially, guerrilla marketing <laughs> that they do. Nice. And he moved their family to Topeka so that they could join what? the church. What about seeing what they do? Are you like, yeah, I want to get in on that? I mean, I feel like if you're somebody who's already really into hating people, then this is, like, right up your alley. Yes. Yeah. So, it wasn't until the 90s that they really became the version of the church that we know today. So, they were fairly quiet up until the 90s. Um, Fred Phelps Sr. had a buttload of kids, um, most of them born in this newer church. So, his... Uh, Dar Shirley is the one who's largely running the sh- church now. She's about my mom's age. So, like, wow. Yeah, she's roughly the age of my mom. Their, one of their oldest daughters is our age. Oh, wow. And we okay. talk about her a lot as we go through. So, imagine if, like, your grandparents started a church and then it was mostly just your family. Because <laughs> that's basically what it is. <laughs> so, uh, in the 90s, they of first burst onto the news scene, at least as far as we know of. They were probably doing a lot of the stuff that they do now before, but we just didn't know about it. Right. Um, but in 1991, they started protesting a local park. Fuck that park! <laughs> well, <laughs> they thought that uh, it was a site for gay cruising oh. activities. Now, to understand a little bit more about this park, which was only about six blocks away from them, um, let's take a trip through Kansas's LGBT laws at the time. Okay. And since. Okay. Because it's pretty important. So, uh, in 1991, when they were protesting this park, in Kansas, statutory rape cases of same-sex couples carried higher penalties. So, like, Let's say, I mean, obviously, statutory rape is not great. Right. Nobody wants that. No. Like, you know, teachers, everyone thinks of it as teachers with students, but it also applies in a case of, like, let's say you've got a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old dating. So, many times, that's taken into account when those cases are tried, but in Kansas, let's say that it's a gay couple that's 19 and 17. Now that carries almost double the penalty. That's so stupid. Until 2003. That's not that long ago. It's not that long ago at all. It's like 90, 1991 is almost 30 years ago, but 2003 is not. No. Um, so that's kind of, did you just say 1991 is almost 30 years ago? Yeah, I was that, born in 87. I was born in 88. Yeah, it's almost 30 years ago. I think it's 25 years ago at least. Oh my 
God. No wonder our backs ache. I know, right? Like, I remember 91. Yeah. 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 That changed in 2003 when a Supreme Court decision uh, in Lawrence v. Texas invalidated something called the Romeo and Juliet Law. So that's what they used to call that aspect of their statutory rape laws. Um, so Lawrence v. Texas says you can't legislate consensual sexual activity. So essentially what people have argued is you can't punish harder for one versus the other. Okay. Because they would have both technically been consensual. You could punish it as statutory, but you have to punish it the same. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So up until 2013, so four years ago, Second parent adoption was illegal in Kansas for same-sex couples. So that means, let's say that you have a child, you and your husband break up, and you decide to start a relationship with a woman. Your husband's out of the picture, maybe he died, who knows. That woman cannot adopt, cannot become a parent to that child up until 2013. That's even less not that long ago. Right. And if you're you're sitting thinking to yourself, like, why would that be an issue? Think about this. So because that person is not technically a parent, that means they're not a guardian, which means they will have trouble picking the kid up from school. They can't visit that kid in the hospital. Um, If the kid's primary parent dies, they lose that child. Like, what if this is a kid that grew up with them, that has known them their whole lives? And it's really interesting. I've got a couple friends who, I have one friend who grew up with, um, her mother was uh, cisgender, cisgender, and her father was trans. And they literally lived in fear of this, where they, like, didn't have sleepovers, didn't do a lot of stuff, because they were always afraid that someone was going to report them, and they would just be taken away. Oh, wow. Which is horrendous. Like, that's a horrendous thing to grow up thinking about. So, crazy. So, um, the state maintained a ban on same-sex marriage until 2015. What? Yeah, so you could not get gay married in Kansas until 2015. Oh, I guess, when did that? 20, my timelines are bad. 2014, I have a list. Don't oh, worry. Good. I was like, wait, I did a maybe whole, that wasn't. a whole bunch of research on this. So, DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act, uh, it was originally signed into law in 1996 by President Bill Clinton, who allegedly opposed the measure quite a bit, but it passed overwhelmingly in the House and Senate, so due to overwhelming popularity, he signed it into law. Um, it didn't prevent states from recognizing same-sex marriages, so at a state level, you could decide to perform same-sex marriages if you wanted, um, but it prevented them from the obligation of upholding them basically oh, through the two times. Okay. So essentially what it did is, like, you don't have to do this. You can recognize it if you want, but no one can make you do it. I see. Right. So um, some states actually voted to uphold same-sex marriages at a state level before DOMA was repealed. So if you have a good memory for recent Supreme Court cases, you'll know that DOMA was repealed in 2013. So the few states that did this before June of 2013 are Vermont, Connecticut, New Hampshire, D.C., New York, Washington, Maryland, and Rhode Island. So, up until 2013, June of 2013, those were the only places where you could get married as a same-sex couple. Okay. So, and that's from Section 3 of DOMA. So, it was ruled as unconstitutional June 26, 2013. 
Um, the case specifically argued, and it was um, the case that basically overturned it was U.S. versus Windsor. Mm-hmm. It argued that re- restricting the definitions of marriage and spouse to opposite sex unions was unconstitutional under the Due Process Clause of the Fifth Amendment. Now, the reason I bring this up is because the Fifth Amendment actually covers evidentiary privilege. Okay. So, like, if you're in court and you plead the Fifth, this this is also the, the amendment that says that you can't force husbands and wives to, right. to testify against each other. That's essentially what it was. Um, the case was for a same-sex couple where one of them passed away, and then the other tried to claim a tax exemption on their estate and was told that she could not, even though they'd been together for years. Right. So that was a huge deal. So um, the decision, the Supreme Court decision, actually, their final statements were, and this is a, um, Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy, the federal statute is invalid for no legitimate purpose overcomes the purpose and effect to disparage and to injure those whom the state, by its marriage laws, sought to protect in personhood and dignity. Which is basically like this law was originally put in place to protect people who are married. We can't then turn around and use it to hurt somebody just because they're different. Right. Right. So... Following that ruling, many other states chose to overturn their bans on same-sex marriage. Kansas was not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, it, was, it wasn't. Um, I actually think Kansas might also be the only state that hasn't downloaded one of our episodes. Did you, do you ever look at that? Yeah, no, uh, there's a couple. There's, like, uh, Kansas and Iowa. Okay. Usually one. Okay. It's, it's, I'm always kind of curious. I am too. Um, I want to say Rhode Island was another one. And I was like, what's you thought, against us, Rhode Island? I thought Rhode Island recently did. Oh, like two? Yeah, I think we have like two. Oh, fun time. I know that all of the ones in South Dakota are my friend Alice. <laughs> I, I know that most of the ones in Missouri are Michelle, who's been helping us with sound, and nice. her uh, roller derby team. Yes. So thank you. Shout out, Thank guys. you. Thank oh, you so my much. God. Roller derby. Roller derby is so fucking cool. Dude, yeah, she's a roller derby rep. She and I went to high school together, and she turned out to be way cooler than me. Can so. they teach me how to rollerblade? Probably. I mean, you might have to go to St. Louis, but... Worth it? Yeah. <laughs> I hear they have really cool stuff there. So. They, they get cool names, too, right? Yeah, That's you get girl. to make up your own name. I would probably have to use... My college nickname was Rampage. Oh, okay. So I'd probably just keep that That's one. perfect for roller derby. Yeah, that was Will Gray coins Rampage. Hey, Will. Will oh, he did. To this. Yeah. Oh, hi, Will. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Long time to see. I mean, I'm not seeing him, but hey. But hey, yeah. Uh, he was saying, he's like, it, it gives me good ideas for disciplining my students. I was like, don't Our show? Stop listening to this. <laughs> Does he know about yogurt? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, that's exactly what I texted. I was like, so you're stockpiling yogurt, right? Yeah, um, but yeah, you get to like pick names, fun names. I don't have a fun. My family calls me Peanut. Does that count? I mean, no. it doesn't sound no. very menacing. No. Damn. <laughs> Walnut. Walnut. <laughs> Chestnut. Is that better? <laughs> How many nuts? Is it because it's a legume and not a regular nut? <laughs> I mean, Marie. Marie's not cool. That's an old lady name. It's my mom's middle name. Exactly. It's everyone's middle well, name. It's every Catholic. That's not Elizabeth. It's every Catholic's name. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what it is. That's true. Um, like, if, if it's not Maria or Mary, it's, it's Marie. Everyone thinks it's Maria anyway, and I've stopped correcting them. I'm just yeah. fine. I think 
my mom accidentally called you Maria one time. Probably. It's fine. Day. Everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's cool. I get Peggy a lot. Peggy? Peggy. Mm-hmm. That's not what your name looks like. Well, it is if you don't realize that it's a J sound for the G, then it's Peggy. But there's an E. Yeah. At the end. That's, that's and I'm, E. <laughs> I mean, E. No, but I think of Peggy as P-E-G-G-Y. Like Y or I-E, I guess. Yeah, I, it's usually Mexican restaurants. Almost always. Peggy? Oh, really? Oh. To the point where I had to learn to recognize that, it. I was that makes like, more sense yes. in Spanish. Mm-hmm. It makes way more sense in Spanish. Yeah. So now I, like, anytime I go order Mexican food or Chinese food sometimes, too, I, I literally sit there and listen for Peggy. Because nine um, times out of ten, that's what I'll get. Yeah. Okay. I kind of like Peggy better than the name. Really? Yeah. I love the name Paige. I mean, it's cool. I think it's a cool name. But I'm also a huge Mad Men fan. So maybe that's what oh, I like. that's yeah. right. Peggy. Peggy's the best. Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, there you have it. Back to gay rights law. Oh, yeah. Gay rights. <laughs> Most other states, after um, the ruling in 2013, a lot of other states pretty quickly reversed their anti-same-sex Except for Kansas. (laughs) Kansas, Texas, and a couple other ones. Wow. Kansas did not legalize it until 2015 after I'm going to mess up. Obergefell versus Hodges. Okay. I've also heard people say Oberfell, which, God, I hope that that's what it is. Oberfell? It's Obergefell. I don't see it on the paper. Yeah, it's where the red line is. Oh, and oh. Even the computer's like, I don't fucking know. I would say Obergefell. O- o- Obergefell. Obergefell versus Hodges. And I actually remember when this came out. So, like, I remember people going out and, like, partying in the streets in West Hollywood. It was kind of amazing. That sounds like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like any day of the week in West Hollywood. So, it, it was. Yeah. Um, so, that's the decision that recognized same sex marriage federally. That's also where, do you remember, I think her name's Kim Davis, who, like, refused to sign? That's yeah. kind of when all of that happened. Okay. So, Kansas begrudgingly <laughs> allowed same-sex marriage. Fine. But, at the same time, they've signed in some pretty nasty legislation in the interim. So, from 2007 to 2015, Kansas law supported discrimination protection for LGBT individuals. So they upheld that uh, LGBT individuals are protected class, just like anyone of a different race or religion, and you can't discriminate against them. Unfortunately, they repealed that law in 2015. Mm-hmm. And in 2014, they passed a bill allowing people with religious beliefs that disagree with same-sex unions to refuse service to same-sex couples. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard so many people be like, well, it's it's their religion, it's their business. And I'm like, yeah, okay, but it's once you start paying taxes for something, like, that's yeah. kind of public. Yeah, that's like, true. you maybe don't, because yeah. that's the whole reason why you can't say no black people in your right. restaurant. It's the same thing. Yeah. So, needless to say, in 1991, when the Westboro Baptist Church was uh, trying to protest uh, the local park for gay activity, they didn't face a ton of opposition. Everyone was kind of like, yeah, there's gay people there? Get rid of them. Uh, Not friendly. So they launched the Great Gage Park 
decency drive to attempt to crack down on alleged homosexual activity and cruising. Um, basically meeting up with other people in bushes and, right. you know. Yeah. Going on a G-date. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they circulated a flyer saying, Gage Park Sodomite Rat's Nest. Oh. You know what? <laughs> they get real <laughs> creative with their word comments. I see that. A lot. Uh, there was not a ton of evidence for any actual gay activity in the park. Of course, not. <laughs> of course not. Uh, This is super common. Yeah. <laughs> the Westboro Baptist Church. Um, I feel like they see gay activity everywhere that it isn't. <laughs> like, Probably, that yeah. Sense. Like, I feel like they can watch an episode of Will and Grace and be like, this is great except for his blouse. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, they would just miss the actual yeah. gay activity. Um. It's kind of like, so So I went to a, a private uh, high school, and a lot of people, I think, thought I was gay because they never met actual gay people. Why would they think? I, I think it was because I was kind of loud. I don't know. Like, like I don't, I don't think that I have ever telegraphed that. I, I don't know. Um, but it wasn't until I was a, an adult when I realized, I was like, oh, because they've never met actual gay people Enough to realize that they're just normal people who happen to be gay. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. They had to ascribe, like, characteristics Traits. to it, which is why they totally missed all the people that came out right after graduation. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of them not knowing any actual gay people sure. and thinking they can spot them everywhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nothing. So they spread their protests throughout the city from 91 to 94, and within three years, the church was traveling around the country. So in an interview in 1994, Fred Phelps claimed that he considered negative reaction to the picketing to be proof of his righteousness. So that's a continuing belief to this day with this cult, where they believe that the angrier people are at them, the better they're doing. They're trolls. Yeah, I mean... Well, there's a reason for it, too, because I'll, I'll get to it as we go through. It's not... I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> but it's not... If you believe what they believe, it makes sense. Okay. In a way, which we run into a lot with with and stuff. So in 1995, they were actually the target of a domestic terrorist incident when a pipe bomb exploded in front of Shirley Phelps Roper's house. Two men were arrested for the bombing. Um, they were hoping to get Fred, but mixed up the houses. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And it was a retaliation from one of their anti-gay protests at Washburn University. So Shirley is the daughter of Fred Phelps, and she's become the de facto leader of the church. Okay. So she basically runs everything. She runs everything now that Fred is dead, but uh, she started running things probably 10 to 15 years ago. Okay. So, uh, I mean... Fred was not in charge of the protesting as long as he They also, this is not the only time that they've faced retaliation for picketing. It's something we see again and again following their protests, in, in part because their protests are so violent. So like, they're yeah. so incendiary. Like, you can't hold signs that literally have gay slurs on them and yeah. expect to get away with it. Yeah. Um, in one of the documentaries I watched, they were protesting on a corner... And a car drives around and actually throws a soda out the window, and it nails one of the younger kid members in oh. the face, like directly in the face. Ouch! And and it was one of those things where I was like, "That would hurt like a bitch." Yeah. And I felt horrendous. 
the kid. This kid doesn't know anything. And I'm sure the person in the car didn't aim it. Not for the child, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they just chucked it. But at the same time, it's like, these, this retaliation isn't hurting the people that are actually doing yeah. the bulk of the organizing, which is a little frustrating. I can see being that mad, though. Like, some oh, of these protests, they do. I mean, not pegging a child in the face. Yeah. But, like, one of the adults that's holding a sign and screaming their head off and being a dick, I would whip a milkshake at them so quick. It makes me so angry that I I would have trouble facing them. I would be too mad. Yeah. To, I, to I don't trust myself with somebody to, kindly. Yeah, you know, well, I wouldn't be able to. I, I don't trust myself to, to handle myself in a yeah. respectful manner. <laughs> I would be... Furious. I would be super furious. Say horrible things. <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh man, and and I'll get into some of the counter protesting later. Okay. Hold some stuff, but yeah, I the people who are able to tune them out and not become enraged are are better than me. Oh, such better people than I. <laughs> yeah, I. Oh man. Yeah. So Fred Phelps died of natural causes um, in March of 2014. It's actually been said that he had some changes of heart before his death. Oh. And that he had come to appreciate the work that an LGBT organization was doing across the street from the church. Huh. And that the church had tried to kick him out because of it. Oh. So there, there are rumors. There's no... no <clears throat> is there confirm. any proof? No. It's one of those things that... It's like I read it a number of times. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things that it's based in some level of something. Yeah. Um, there's no funeral for him. Oh, wow. The church says this is because they don't worship the dead. This is also um, the reason they give for a lot of their protesting at funerals is quote unquote worshiping the dead. I it's the those oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> I got a lot of in, I got a lot of info on okay that that one yeah um, many people speculate though they didn't have a funeral because they were not happy with his positions at the end of his life. Probably. Potentially. Who knows? Um, So they're protests. Let's get into it. So they started out initially protesting people who specifically had died in a way that related to what they deemed as being the homosexual agenda. So gay victims of murder, victims of gay bashing, victims of the AIDS. In 1998, they picketed the funeral of Matthew Shepard. Oh, that was such a sad story. So sad. A young man from Laramie, Wyoming, who was beaten to death by two men for being gay. So, in case you're unfamiliar with the case, um, here's just a brief summary. He was a 21-year-old college student. He was brutally beaten and then tied to a fence and left for dead. He wasn't found until 18 hours later, at which time he was rushed to a hospital where he lived for five more days before eventually dying of his injuries. I can't imagine how painful that would be. And they're protesting his funeral. Fucking dicks. I would... I'm like, let him die. Let him be dead. Like, just stop. Yeah. They have also... So there is a play based on his life, mm-hmm. Matthew Shepard's life, called The Laramie Project. I remember that. And they've protested a number of performances of The Laramie Project. Yeah. That, so they just will not let this one go. I could... If I was at that play and I saw them... Again, I don't trust myself to not go up and be like... Oh, I'd be so screaming an inch away from their faces. Well, in part because I'm like, why? You don't right. have to do this. No. Like, believe whatever you want, but you don't have to wreck a funeral. No. Like, people are grieving. Can you not at least have the human empathy to realize exactly. that someone else has lost someone and that hurts? Right. Just on a very human level. 
And that's a huge problem with this cult. It's, it is why I'm very Yeah, I'm getting pissed over here. You sure? Uh, In 2005, they began picketing at the funerals of U.S. soldiers. Yeah, that. Fucking people. Uh Uh-huh, claiming that because the U.S. supported same-sex unions, which in 2005 they didn't. (laughs) So, like, you know, whatever. Uh, The death of these soldiers is our punishment under God. They also, anytime we have a national tragedy, they'll post a thank you note on their website. Be like, thank you, Jesus, for the earthquake. And I'm like... Fuck these people. I mean, even if Jesus did send it for that reason, like, maybe be like, hey. Yeah, it just, yeah. it sickens me. It, this is, this one really bothers me, because especially, they don't discriminate on which soldier. Not that it'd be okay if they did, but they just, universally, a soldier's dead, let's go pick it. And I'm like, yeah, that's some BS. This is somebody who fought for, for your our country. Even if you disagree with the war that they're fighting in, you have to at least give credit to the people who were willing to lay down their lives yeah. in service of the rest That's of us. That's the thing. These these people put their lives on the line yes. for their country, for our freedom. Well, and you don't know where this person was serving. Maybe no. they weren't on the front lines. Like, maybe they were killed in just a random, like, you don't know. You never know. You never know. No, it's... Maybe they saved 40 people as they died. Like, just maybe leave their funeral alone. Right. Let their family grieve. Right. So, following the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, they started protesting gay soldiers specifically. Because then they knew who they were. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I've said it. I'm going to say it again. So Fuck these people. Fuck these people. <laughs> um, our attitude, this was uh, a quote from Fred Phelps, is, our attitude uh, toward what's happening with the war is the Lord is punishing this evil nation for abandoning all moral imperatives that are worth a dime. Really? Come on. <laughs> These funeral protests often include signs that say God hates fags, which, by the way, I'm sorry, I'm just reading the quote. I I hate that word. And thank God for dead soldiers. Again, mean. Mean. Real mean. Mean. In 2008, they picketed the funeral of the former Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, President Gordon B. Hinckley, so Mormonism. Right. Their former president. In Salt Lake City, Utah, with signs calling him a false prophet. Okay. Uh, I just have in my notes, pot, meat, kettle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure, he's the false prophet. Right. Definitely only him. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I'll take a second to address. We've been asked a bunch of times to, to do LDS and mm-hmm. Mormonism. I know. Um, there are definitely factions of Mormonism that we're going to do on this podcast because mm-hmm. there are some crazy ones. What up, Laura Jess? But <laughs> um, regular yeah. old Mormonism? No. Not, not that scary. No. <laughs> they, they cut out a lot of their cult nonsense a long time ago. So I, I just think we're probably going to concentrate on the more extreme ones. Yes. And leave it at that. But we'll get to it for us. Another reason they protested was they thought he was ambiguous in his views on homosexuality. Okay. So the the president of the former president of Church of Latter Day Saints ambiguous on homosexuality. Fun fact: my parents' church was protested for the same reason. Oh, really? Yes. By and I don't know if it exactly was Westboro, but it was very very similar, and they had very very similar signs. And one just said "Fag Church." And I was like, no, that sounds great. I was like, that sounds like so much fun. Where is it? Can we go? Can we go? (laughs) 
Um, yeah, and, and it was really funny because my parents' church is not crazy liberal either. Yeah. And it was just that they had chosen not to speak out. And it was right around when Doma got repealed. Mm-hmm. And our church didn't say anything about it. They were like, okay, cool, good for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't, but they didn't come out and be like, this is an atrocity. Right. And so because they hadn't come out negatively for like two or three weeks, there were just crowds at the bottom. Our church is on like a hill at the bottom of the driveway with signs. They were just like, boo, you're all going to hell. And I'm like, really? One thing, this is an ambiguous section of the Bible. Right. That you're, this is the one reason. The one. Dicks. Yeah. So they, they don't pick their battles. So in 2009, they picketed the funeral of recording artist Michael Jackson. I'm going to put recording artist. Just in case. Just in case you're not familiar. And also, I'm the only one that's going to read these notes. Yeah. (laughs) I I clarify things in my notes (laughs) a lot also. (laughs) It was like, hey, Paige, just in case you forgot, Michael Jackson made some music. Uh, So they recorded a parody of We Are the World with the lyrics, God Hates the World, specifically for the event. So, um, that's how I feel when I'm on the 405, though. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, man, what did Jesus have against the West Side? So, God Hates the World is a very frequently touted belief from the Westboro Baptist Church. And in response, I would like to read a couple things from the Bible that they claim to believe in. So, first of all, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever, whosoever shall believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Or, if you don't like that one, 1 John 4, 8. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And if that is not enough for you, Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Drop the mic. case <laughs> you're wondering, that's three of like 400 yeah. verses that people Zillion. can pull out to dispute this. These were all also verses I didn't have to look up. Like that's yeah. how wrong this is. Right. Is that me at 30, having memorized most of these verses as a child, was still able to go like, no, I know that one. I love, I love when you drop on us some Bible knowledge. (laughs) Bible knowledge. I love it. (laughs) Eat it. Because here's my frustration. Like, I grew up in the church. I ain't got nothing against it. It's great. Yeah. My, My parents are still in. I still go from time to time. The problem I have with it is when people use it to be dicks to other people. Yeah. Don't do that. No. That's, that's, they're nowhere in the Bible is like, hey, it'd be really cool if you shit on somebody's funeral. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, they didn't do that to the Romans. No. No, they did not. Dicks. Dicks. Uh, so in 2010, so the next year, <laughs> they picketed the funeral of Ronnie James Dio in Los Angeles. I love how I didn't put recording artist next to that one. Right, no. I was like, no, I'm going to remember. Who I know who that is. So here's a fun fact. So 2010 is when my um, college roommate and I moved to Los Angeles from Orange County, and she went to that funeral, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know if she was able to get in, but I remember her saying she was like, Westboro was there, it was fucked up. <laughs> she was like really mad about it. Um, if you're not familiar with Dio, um, the, I guess it would be 
kind of metal this was on. Um, I just know that he's like, holy diva, and I'm cool and with that. He's a recording artist. He's a recorder. <laughs> so he's also like five feet tall. My roommate knew him. Right. So my my former roommate, um, what up, Nikki? If you're listening, she worked for a record company, and she specializes in metal. Mm-hmm. She works in PR. And so she actually had met Dio multiple times, had like pictures with him and everything. So she was really upset. Yeah, I bet. And real fucking pissed that they were at his funeral. I don't blame her. Honestly, yeah. I mean, this is why my mom gets mad at me because yeah. I, I like a hot temper for this kind of stuff. Or like, oh, yeah. and, and I I will go up to their face and be like, what the actual fuck is your problem? <laughs> just be me shouting scriptures. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I don't blame her. I mean, that's, it's so yeah. wrong and it's, it just completely taints the people's experience that they get to have to grieve the loss of a loved one yes. and just yeah. ruin that moment. And yeah, it's so ugly and it's so wrong. I just, well, and she, I just remember she came home and she was like, I mean, what the fuck? Dio was Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> and then as I was reading this later, they were like, oh, they think Catholics are demons. Got of it. Of course. Got it. You know, yeah. It's not like they worship the same person as us or anything. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, so in 2011, uh, they picketed the funeral of one of the victims of the 2011 Tucson, Arizona shooting, in which uh, Representative Gabby Giffords was injured. Mm-hmm. So Arizona, or they, they said they were going to picket it. Arizona legislator passed an emergency bill to ban protests from 30 feet of a funeral service. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's actually multiple, multiple laws like that throughout the country. Good. So a lot of people are like, yeah, no. No. No, thank you. This is when free speech is just a bit too much. <laughs> or just have your free speech 300 feet away. Yeah. Um, so that same year, they announced that they'd be picketing the funeral of Steve Jobs, and they announced it via an iPhone. Are you kidding me? No, I'm totally serious. Are you fucking and, kidding me? And here's the crazy thing. I remember this distinctly because I was submitting for a, I was submitting jokes for a late night show. And it was one of the ones that came up in my like list of headlines. Where oh, really? Like, yeah, where it was like Westboro Baptist Church announces protest of Steve Jobs using an iPhone. She so she was using the Twitter app from an iPhone, which it actually says, it says like, like from my from iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to pick it the Sandy Hook funerals. They didn't make it. They but went away. I oof. <laughs> that would that would anytime people try to pick it to a funeral or if they're like it wasn't real, I'm like get. Ben. Yeah. We lost kids. Yeah. Like, God damn it. Yeah. Why? So wrong. Fuck you, Alex Jones. Yeah. Like, seriously. They posted a press release in 2013 thanking God for the Boston Marathon bombing. Oh my God. Like, yeah, no, they're assholes. Um, so that prompted Anonymous to threaten retaliation if the church proceeded with their planned protests. So Anonymous hates them. Mm-hmm. Anonymous has doxxed them like four or five different times. Yeah. And will they do retaliate sometimes. I'm when, sure. Yeah. So that's kind of nice, I guess. Um, <laughs> in 2015, they tried to pick at the funeral of Leonard Nimoy, but were unable to find the location. This one, I don't understand. Like, like Michael Jackson, I get because maybe he was a pedophile. Who knows? Um, Dio, I get because it's heavy metal music. Right. Um, I don't understand the Leonard Nimoy one. That's weird. That's it's scary. really weird. I was like, I don't know. I mean, he was an outspoken feminist and a chubby chaser, but like, other than that, like, <laughs> why? Uh, and even then, like, applause. Yeah. <laughs> like, yay, Leonard Nimoy. No idea. 
2016, they attempted to protest the victims of the Orlando Pulse nightclub shooting. Oh my god! But more than 200 volunteers dressed as angels blocked the view of the picketer. I love that so much. Yeah, so oh my gosh, really that yeah. is the best counter protest mm-hmm. essentially I've ever heard. That's so much more effective than my like <laughs> wanting to scream in their face. Well, that's actually what people are doing point, huh? a lot recently is that they'll collect volunteers to basically build like a wall of people to stand in that. between them and the services. I find that to be the most effective. That is the most effective. Yeah. And because they're not, I mean, now they have to scream in the face of an angel. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and you, there's videos on it where a, a, the angels basically just stayed silent. No, of course. Perfect. It was like, I love that. Don't give them what they want. Those people are, again, such better people than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I would struggle a lot. Um, so they honestly, they no-show a lot. So they say that they're going to go pick it, anything and everything. They don't make it to all of it. Millennials. Flake. <laughs> <laughs> you swiped left. You're supposed to be there. Uh, an insider claims that they spend about 250000 a year on protesting. That's so much money well, it, for protesting. It is until you realize that they fly across the country all the time. And they oh, find multiple people. Okay, yeah, that adds up quickly. Yeah, like they're driving for some of it, but that was a lot of stuff where I'm like, I know they flew to Los Angeles from Kansas. That's two, three hundred bucks. Do you don't think trip. they use miles? I mean, they like... probably do at a certain <laughs> point, but I mean, but also remember they're flying. Let's even if they're flying five to ten people every time. Let's yeah. And it's mostly funded by members because 11 out of thir- the 13 Phelps children are lawyers. Stop it. Yeah, they have their own law practice. Of course they do. Yeah. Uh, they, they spend most of their time in that law practice, like, suing the ACLU and shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Just in case you're thinking of suing us, I made sure to make sure that all of this stuff was verifiable. So I can oh, be like, I said nothing false. Deal with it. Yeah. Um, they've been banned from picketing in the UK. Good. I know. I was like, go England. Yeah. Go England. Go England. <laughs> um, they don't only protest the LGBT community and celebrities. They also mega hate the Jews. <laughs> like a lot. What? Why? Which, again, to drop some Bible knowledge. They're the chosen people. Yeah. Like, really? And as, really? We, as we've established, I love Hala. Hala's <laughs> great. Hala. Love a good Jewish deli. Oh, yes. So, this was their statement. I'm and, sorry, I didn't mean to reduce Jewish people to just a delicious I mean, pastry. they're also, like, I I think we discussed on, it was probably Yellow Deli, where yes. I, I said that that's the one I would join if I was oh, not when I was. I love the Jews. Love them. They're great. Thank you for controlling entertainment and the weather. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a great job. So... Uh, This is their statement. Again, I want to say that this is their statement that I'm reading as a quote. None of these are my views. Not remotely. So whatever righteous cause the Jewish victims of the 1930s and 40s Nazi Holocaust had, probably minuscule compared to the Jewish Holocaust against the middle passage passage blacks, African Americans and Christians, including the bloody persecution of Westboro Baptist Church by Topeka Jews in the 1990s. Um... Um, Pause for a second. Okay. Bullshit. Yeah. Okay, we'll continue. Carry on. Has been drowned in sodomite semen. What? <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about this in a okay. second. Okay. 
Uh, American taxpayers are financing this unholy monument to Jewish mendacity and greed and to filthy fag lust. Homosexuals and Jews dominated Nazi Germany. The Jews now wander the earth despised, smitten, with moral and spiritual blindness by a divine judicial stroke. And God has smitten Jews with a certain unique madness. Jews, thus perverted out of all proportion to their numbers, energize, energize the militant sodomite agenda. Jews are the real Nazis. Um, for, I mean, yeah. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a lot to digest. And I don't want to. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, after first reading this quote, the note that I wrote underneath was, I gotta say, this dude seems super obsessed with gay sex and semen. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm a card-carrying hag and an active member of a RuPaul's Drag Race Fantasy League, and literally no one I know talks about gay <laughs> sex as much as this guy. <laughs> like, for serious. Like, no. Like, I've never heard about so much sodomy and semen than I have having to read his rambling. Yeah. So... He references, God, he does, he references semen a lot. Tons of semen. Like, it'd be one thing to just be like the gay agenda, but no, hees like, the semen, semen, the seed of the sodomites. <laughs> that, that milky uh, white, sweet, sweet semen. Nectar. It's so <laughs> creepy. It's such a weird thing to touch on. Like, it, the more I read it, the more I was like, he's secretly gay. He's there's, for sure he's secretly gay. There's no way he's not. He's so fascinated by semen. Yeah. Like, even, I, I know gay people that care less about semen. Than, yeah, oh, like, for I, sure. I would think 90% of the gay people I know care less about semen. I would him. say, I have several Oh, God, I'm pulling a Donald Trump. Several of my gay friends have told me. Biters of gay. But um, that being said, none of, I don't think I've ever heard them, like, talk about semen. No, that's, it's like, never come up. I've, I've heard that I can recall maybe one or two stories total. Tops. And I've had gay friends since my teens. Oh, yeah. So, I came out of the womb with a tribe. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means, like, roughly 15 years, and I've heard about it, like, twice. Yeah. Maybe three times. Right. In the three weeks that I had to read about this cult, dozens. <laughs> the most semen. Everyone is constantly talking about Everything semen. Everything is covered in semen. They, they also say the word fag more than anyone else I've ever, like, more than British people. Like more than like a twelve year old boy playing uh what is it called? <laughs> Call <of Duty. laughs> yeah, the, literally the most. And it makes me the most uncomfortable. Because that's a word that like was never okay in my house. Yeah. Like Because it's only fueled in hate. It's only fueled in hate. Like it's and it's one of those things where it's like, if my gay friends are gonna say about each other, have fun. Right. It's not my word, I would never want to use it to it's say one of those words, yeah. Cheap. Yeah, I do not feel comfortable no. saying it. It's not right. No. Yeah, so, yeah. Apologize for you guys having to hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's just quotes. It's not a... Don't like saying it. No. So, it's this foray into anti-Semitism that actually creates a way for members to escape. So, we'll hmm. come to it later. But first, let's cover this cult's beliefs. Because okay. I know there's a lot of you that are probably like, it's just one crazy family protesting. No, they actually have a set of beliefs, beliefs. and they are a cult. Yeah. Yeah. So, they are uh, strictly Calvinist, which, again, if you grew up in some sort of Protestantism, you may be familiar with. Mm -hmm. 
not, um, John Calvin was a Reformation-era theologian. So this is right around the time of Martin Luther, actually a little bit after that, 200 years after. Um, Calvinists broke from the Roman Catholic Church in the 1500s. They're similar to most Protestant doctrines, with the exception of like one specific belief, and it is the favorite belief of the Westboro Baptists. <laughs> so, and this is actually something that I heard growing up a little bit. Okay. Not, it, it wasn't what we, it wasn't our brand, or as, as, <laughs> as, as my boyfriend who was raised Episcopalian says, he's like, I know that this isn't the same flavor of Jesus that you're used to. <laughs> yeah, this was not our flavor, but um, I, I have heard of it before. So the five points of Calvinism are this. Uh, point number one, total depravity. Each person is enslaved to sin, and it is not their nature to love God, but to reject them, but to reject him. So you're unable to resist or save yourself. Now, that's not the worst of it. I mean, that's one of those things where it's like a lot of Christian churches have a version of that, which is basically like, hey, no one's perfect. Yeah. You're going to need Christ to get through earth and not die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, number two is unconditional election. Here's where it starts to get weird. Uh, they believe that God has already chosen who will be saved, and being and free will is immaterial. Oh, yeah. So that's what the rest of this is based on. Um, in relation to that, number three is limited atonement. That means Jesus' death atoned for everyone that God had already chosen in perpetuity, but nobody else. Okay. So they basically believe that God chose people ahead of time. That's who Jesus' death saved. Everyone else, fuck y'all. Like, that's basically it. Now, there are some versions of this doctrine. It's considered the doctrine of predestination or the elect. So there are a lot of versions of this that would say it's not necessarily, like, not that God doesn't have the ability to choose people, should he choose to, but more so that God, being all-knowing and all-seeing, would know who would choose him. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. Because God is timeless, he knows ahead of time. Yes. This does not say that. This is very much like, God chose, and if he didn't choose you, you're so well. Tough shit. Um, Number four is irresistible grace. God's grace is applied to those who he has determined to save, and they will respond no matter what. So that's basically the idea that if you're one of these chosen, you know it Mm -hmm. inside you, and it basically is magnetic. Like, it will cause you to choose Christianity no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Finally. (laughs) Perseverance of the saints or believers. So God will cannot be changed or frustrated, and therefore those who God has called will remain in the faith until the end. So, this is their justification for being the dicks that they are. (laughs) This is them being like, we're going to be the most dicks that we can be, yeah, because it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. And if people are meant to choose us, they'll choose us. And nothing we can do will stop them from choosing us. And if you choose to leave us, you're going to hell. So. But I thought that no matter what you did, it didn't change anything. No, no, no. So. Because that means, you, like, whoever God has called will remain in faith until the end. So that just means that God didn't choose you. Oh, I see. Until the end. Okay. We're, we're calling back now. I yeah. Yeah. It's It's... It's dickish. It is. It's not great. And that's why it's not 
super common. I mean, to hear sermons about the elect in modern-day Christianity is pretty rare. Um, the few times that it comes up is usually more in the framework of God already knows the plans he has. Like, Jeremiah 28.11 is God knows. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans mm-hmm. to give you a hope and a future. Mm-hmm. So basically that idea of God already knows, he knows what's up, so don't worry about it. Right. You know, just trust in him. And that's usually how it's framed. Right. Which is better. Right. Yeah. Pulling that Bible knowledge back. I know. Yeah, you didn't even read anything. You just... <laughs> yeah. That came out of her head, out of her <laughs> mouth. Like, that's, she didn't it's, even look at anything. It's not in my notes. Um, no, it is it, not. It was one of those things where I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to use that one. But then it... So, uh, so um, it explains why they're kind of trolling. So... Because it's largely a family cult, everyone in the cult lives together in a compound. Oh, God, again with the compound. Compound. My worst nightmare. <laughs> um, so Shirley Phelps, Roper, and many of Fred's other children all live on the compound together. So essentially what they've done is they bought out, they have the church, the actual church building, and then they bought most of the houses around it and then taken out a lot of the fences in between. So they've basically just kind of slowly taken over part of the neighborhood. Can you imagine them as your neighbors? Oh my god, no. That's a nightmare. Yeah. It's a nightmare. There's no way. I mean, was it not the Westboro Baptist Church living? Their compound is super cool. Because it's not like, you know how typically we see a compound and everyone's like starving? Yes. <laughs> sleeping on floors? Theirs is, is real houses with like a giant playground field and stuff in the middle. That's fun. So, yeah. So it was one of those things where I was like, if I lived there with my family and like all our family members had different houses, because the houses are far enough away that there's some level of privacy. That would be cool. It would be pretty cool. I was like, that's not the worst, you know? It's just right. all these horrible signs. They're just all the worst people. With the gangsters on them. Yeah. Really horrible. Um, so some of Fred's adult children are estranged. Fred was said to be extremely abusive as a parent, and it has carried on into the more recent generations. Of course. This is another group that really believes the spare rod spoil the child. Sure. And not only that, they have no qualms about just fucking cutting people off. Like, and disconnection in a way that I have never seen it before. So there was one girl who is now out of the cult, but she tried to have a boyfriend on the outside. Uh oh. And her father literally dropped her off at a motel. <gasps> And left. Like, did he ever talk to her again or no? Nope. No. I think she was able to talk to her mom a little bit again. Her, her father refuses to speak to her. He basically said, if you're going to live like a whore, you'll live like a whore. And dropped her off at a seedy motel. Which, first of all, sex workers. But secondly, yeah. what the hell? Like, that should be illegal. She's a teenager. Right. She is still under your care. Like, unless you're going to officially turn her over to the state. Nope. Like, that's illegal. Yeah, it's that poor fun. girl. Because, like, part of me is like, that's a blessing in disguise. She gets away from that family. What? But, like, you're a teenager, so yes. it's kind of not. Well, thankfully, she got kind of lucky because there are some people on the outside already that are really great about helping people as they Oh, out. good. Yeah, this is a cult that has a great support system on the outside. Oh, that's really. good. That's so lucky and rare. It's super rare. Super, super rare. And, and they didn't initially have one, but they do now. Um, but so she got connected with some people on the outside and she's doing great now. And she basically credits it as a, a blessing in disguise. Oh, well, good. Yeah. So most of their current generation in the cult are women. 
which okay. super unusual. Yeah, that is weird. So Shirley happens to have a lot of daughters. That's just kind of the way it was. Um, her mother's generation was required to have many children, so she's got 13 siblings, basically. Ugh. And then she herself has, like, eight kids. Wow. Yeah, there's a ton of them. They aren't really allowed to date. They're not allowed to wear makeup. They're not allowed to dress what they would term as dressing provocatively. It was a lot of athletic wear. But, like... That's what they're allowed to wear? That's what they're not allowed to wear? No, that's what they were allowed to wear. Because, like, in the documentary, they were in, like, shirts, shorts, and t-shirts. Like, they looked normal. Yeah. Um, I, when I was in school, there were some sects of Christianity that went to our school that were much more conservative as far as dress goes mm-hmm. than they seemed to be. So it was one of those things where I was like, this didn't seem all that bad. Maybe yeah. all this hate is for show. Um, but it might be. So, um... They're highly encouraged to go to school all the way through college, like regular school. Okay, well, they place some importance on education. Super different from almost any other cult we've seen. Um, but they specifically encourage almost all of them to become lawyers. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. They are all lawyers. <laughs> they probably need that many lawyers. Yeah, they do. So they're expected to devote their lives to the church, so any romantic interaction or even friends outside the family are discouraged. But they all have to have 300 fucking kids. But they no. <laughs> They, honestly, the, the most, re- like, the current generation of people that are essentially now our age, they, like, weren't allowed to date. They didn't want them marrying. They want them literally to work for the cause till they die. So in the, yeah, in the documentary, they interview a couple of the girls who are like, well, do you have any crushes on boys in your class? And they're like, no, I don't have time for that. Like, okay. it's just instantly shut That's down. so bizarre. Super bizarre. So one of the people that they really, really concentrate on in the documentary, and it's really interesting because she's one of the first to escape, is Megan. So Megan Phelps Roper is 31, so she's about our age. Mm-hmm. So she is the most prominent member to have escaped. She's one of the ones that they interview in the documentary where she's like, I don't have time for a boyfriend. But even as you're watching, like you kind of see her interact with somebody that she is in class with that is not from the cult. Even as you're watching it, you're like, oh, she does like him. Like, oh, it was heartbreaking. I was like, she totally likes him. Like, the poor girl. Like, poor thing. all she wants is to be normal, and she just doesn't know it yet. So she's the one who escaped as part of their anti-Semitism. So she was in charge of their social media for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she, on Twitter, would get into arguments with people, and gradually they won her over. Oh yes, that it was my favorite thing that I found. So that they never it. happened in the history of a Twitter never, argument. Never, never. It was amazing, <laughs> and, but it was because they were kind to her. Okay. So she would respond with just this like hate, 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 and all the like meanest scriptures you could find, and they would just be like, "I disagree with you, but this," and they would just kind of keep at her and just be kind. And one of those guys was Jewish. And so he basically reached out to her and, like, I think gave them holla or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> win people over with win it. Win people over with <laughs> At a protest. So there are pictures of her at a protest holding a sign that says, God hates the Jews, which she's like, again, we've established. Yeah. Not true. Right. Um, God hates the Jews. And he was basically, hand, like, shaking her hand. And so for her seeing that level of, I know you hate me, but I'm going to reach out anyway, mm-hmm. is the most powerful thing. 
She has a TED Talk on YouTube. It's a must Oh, really? Oh, it's amazing. It's so good. It's so... Like, that was what started me down the rabbit hole of this cult, was finding her TED Talk. Yeah, so she is a lawyer. She's, like, full-blownsies. She's now an activist lobbying for, basically, peace among social factions. So, like, she's basically lobbying against what she used to be. That's cool. So she escaped with one of her younger sisters. And they had to basically sleep on the couch of a Jewish family. Like, like the people that they have been yelling at took right. them in. Right. So that was, I'm telling you, Jewish people are the best. They're awesome. They're really cool. But, like, literally just that kindness, that level of, I know you have hated us, I know you've done mean things to us, but we forgive you, that level of forgiveness saved them from yeah. this cult. 100%. Wow. She's now married to somebody who's not in the cult. I was like, is he Jewish? I don't think so. I was trying to find that out if it was the same guy, but I think it's actually somebody different. But it was a guy she met on Twitter. Oh. That used to argue with her. That now they're married. Yeah. It's super cute. <laughs> I was like, it was one of those things where the more I found out about her, I was just like so insanely happy yeah. about her. It was so great. That's awesome. Um, since then, so the girl that was dropped off at the motel, they are all friends. So that girl at the motel is now married. Okay. So they were her bridesmaids. Okay. These two sisters. A brother has gotten out at this point. So, like, as the Phelps children seem to get to a certain age, they kind of quietly, or sometimes not so quietly, like, Megan and her sister actually made a PR statement. Oh. Yeah. They just kind of spirit away from the family. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's actually really cool. That is cool. So, to lighten the mood, because we've both been angry this whole time. I've been <laughs> furious. Yeah. Uh, I pulled up some hilarious anti-protests. Oh, um, yay. Those are always fun. So some of my favorites are the ones that have people dressed as Jesus and then, like, holding up their own signs. Like, there was one <laughs> that a friend of mine did because he kind of looks Jesus-y, <laughs> and they have a sign that says, Homo, sex, is a sin. And then he's holding a sign that just says, Nah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> but there's a lot of those. There's also a lot to say. Say God hates flags. Like anything you can get as right. close to rhyming. Um, in Ohio, uh, somebody slashed their tires, and no tire store would help them <laughs> as a form of protest, which is pretty hilarious. I love that. Um, some people use their protest to raise money for charitable organizations. So they like set up a table right by their protest, and they're like. If you hate this protest, oh, <laughs> you can give to the ACLU, you can That's give cool. to Glass, you know, whatever. Like um, at Dio's funeral, there were a lot of signs that said Holy Buff Divers <laughs> with, like, Shirley's picture on it. I love that. So great. Uh, there was one sign I found that just said, I thought about Shirley Phelps naked, now I'm gay. <laughs> Which I'm not a fan of, like, body right. shaming, but... She had that one. She has it coming. She has anything like that coming. Right. Um, There's a lot of ones where it's just signs where people just have an arrow that says likes Nickelback. I know someone who punched him in the face. Wait, Chad Kroger? (laughs) Oh, Nickelback? No, hold on. Pause the whole podcast. I need to hear about this right now. There's nothing more I can tell you. Here, I'll just add, did he have it coming? Yeah. Okay. Because he's the lead singer of Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, this is, I, I. <laughs> he had a, I, 
I don't. I truth be told, I don't know if he had it. <laughs> um, no, he did. He did probably. Um, I no, I had a huge crush on a dude one time who like loved Nickelback and tried to like give him shit about it, and I was like, really, fucking Nickelback? And yeah. He was like, well, you know, music is subjective. We all have different tastes. So I was like. Did somebody just out-mature me who likes Again, Nickelback? Again, I hate when that... Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's a <laughs> double whammy. No, for sure. I was like, did somebody who likes Nickelback just, like, seriously put me oh in my place? Now oh, we're going to get, like, that. a billion emails. Nickelback's not that bad. Yeah. I should try listening to Stain. Yeah. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Stop talking. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, there was one sign that just said, you guys are rude. I like that. <laughs> that was great. To the point, and I like that. Um, but this is my favorite thing that I found through this whole investigation. <laughs> the KKK released a memo denying any involvement <laughs> with the rest of our Baptist church and saying that they hate their activities. Okay. If the KKK feels like they have to come yeah. out and condemn you. Yeah. You're worse than the KKK. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that's not a that's I mean, rough. the KKK is also fucking terrible. But the like worst. that is insane. Right. Um and then my favorite sign was just one that says, if your beliefs fit on a sign, think harder. Oh, that's pretty good. I was like, yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's great. Well, well done. Thank you. This is this is a lot of reading about LGBT civil rights laws. It was. It was very well researched. Um, I feel like, God, I feel like I went on like a personal journey through this. Right. Of like getting so angry, so, <laughs> so angry. Bad, and so then the bad. Pulse Nightclub Angels, and I was like, I need to rethink my protest. <laughs> like, I need to. I need to go get some light choir work. Uh, yeah. And friends together. Yeah. And then the story about Shirley. It's like, well, maybe I. That's her name, right? Yeah, Shirley. Yeah. Shirley Phelps Roper. Yeah, you need to meet hate with love. It's yeah. true. Oh, and it really does change. Megan Phelps Roper is the one who is. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, watch her TED Talk. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Shirley's Megan bad. Megan Phelps. Yeah. If you type in Megan Phelps or Megan Phelps Roper into YouTube, it's one of the first things that comes up. It's like 15 minutes. Yeah. She's smart as hell. Well, yeah. And it's an amazing TED Talk. Like, please, everyone go watch it. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Cool. Because it's so good. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Whew. Yeah. If you're a member of the Westboro Baptist Church and you want to get out, call Megan because she knows what to do. Yeah, Megan but, knows what to do. You know, also call a cop. Yeah, call <laughs> like, a cop. Or a, you, you a can call. Friend. I think they can all be reached at 911. Uh, Pretty much. <laughs> or a friend that's not in the call. One of those three phone numbers we had people memorize two or three weeks ago. That's right. Yeah. Memorize three phone numbers of someone who would help you if you got into a cult and who would not join a cult themselves. Or like leave scraps of paper, just like anything, anything for people to know where you are. And don't drink your Kool-Aid.